0: Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and
1: Josh Houts. Welcome into an emergency edition of another Dolphins Podcast. We are without Joshua, but I had to pull in a relief pitcher. We have Merrick here because we have an emergency pod, Merrick. We have some important stuff to talk about. And I thought it'd be important for us to come on here and at least ask a simple question and, and go through it for a good 10 minutes. Delvin cook has signed with the New York jets. Do we care?
0: Well, first of all, happy to be on here with you, Jake. Uh, second of all, do we care about Dalvin cook signing with the New York jets? I think I care a little bit. Ooh, I think okay. I care a little bit. I think I was in the camp that, didn't necessarily think the dolphins needed Dalvin cook. If they could get Dalvin cook at a bargain, you know, say $4 million somewhere in that ballpark, I think I would have been, you know, pretty all right with that. I would have been cool with that. The dolphins are pretty cash strapped as is, uh, you know, 13, 14 million in cap space right now. But if you look at next year's salary cap, they're already in the red 30 so, mil
1: in the red. I think it is. Yeah.
0: They need to do some work here. Spending, uh, up to $8.6 million on Dalvin Cook like the New York Jets did, not really in the cars for the Miami Dolphins. So if they would have been able to get Dalvin Cook uh, on a discount, a steep discount, apparently, you know, like I said, that $4 million figure I was comfortable with, then I would have been cool with it. Uh, but what I what I really didn't want to happen was I really didn't want to see a team in the AFC East sign Dalvin Cook. Uh Man. Because Dalvin Cook's still a good player. He's a good running back, uh, you know, over a thousand yards rushing each, each of the past couple seasons. Good player, going to make the New York Jets a better football team. And now he's going to have a little bit of a, a chip on his shoulder because his hometown team, the Miami Dolphins, lowballed him. Um, they had a standing offer out there for him. Apparently, if, if you believe the reports on on X.com, uh, a standing offer out there for him that was never really considered all that serious because it was so low. Uh, some people have even said that the Dolphins' standing offer was about half of what he accepted Except with already. the New York Jets. So, uh yeah, maybe a little chip on Dalvin Cook's shoulder and maybe he'll be looking to take it out on his hometown team, the Miami Dolphins this upcoming season. Not not once, but twice, you know, division rival there. So, yeah, not not too happy to see him go to the Jets. How
1: about yourself, Jake? So yeah, you know right away, and I'm not. I'm going to try my hardest not to be a homer with any of this stuff. But you hate to see a four-time Pro Bowler go to a, a division rival, right? That, that's like, uh, especially this late in the season. We crowned Chris Greer last year for making some uh, transactions this late in the season just to make the team better. Uh, but but as we give it like the the grand view, as we zoom out a little bit, Merrick. I mean, if I was just to kind of paint, you know, over Aaron Rodgers and just say you spent. God, I don't know, $100 million on a quarterback to fix your, you know, offense. Would it feel a little weird to maybe, again, be completely out of it? You don't know who Aaron Rodgers is. You just know you signed a soon-to-be Hall of Fame quarterback to be your guy for the next two years and paid him a butt-ton of money. Does it really seem like adding an $8 million running back is a move in the right direction when you already are investing that much in the backfield? That's where I start to get stumbled up.
0: I guess it's just a matter of, of if you got the money or not. And the jets do have the money because Aaron Rodgers took a little bit of a pay cut, uh, to play for them, which is wild to say, cause he's still, like you said, making just a, a ton of money, uh, you know, especially compared to what you or I make, uh, especially talking Miami dolphins football here. But, uh, but, if you got the money and you can spend it on a four-time Pro Bowl back like Dalvin Cook and you can add him to a backfield that features uh, a, a good young young running back in Brees Hall, but a running back who's coming off of an ACL tear, uh, this now gives you the luxury of kind of easing Brees Hall back. So you're not rushing him back. You're not risking uh, future years of Brees Hall. Uh like I said, young running back there, young stud running back. Uh, but then it also comes out that Dalvin Cook's not even ready to practice. He's still he's still uh, suffering the effects of of that shoulder surgery he got earlier in the offseason. So you sign an injured back to kind of help ease
1: along another injured back. It seems
0: um, weird, like the, wrong, like, like
1: the result could be great, but I feel like it's the wrong process to spend all this money. A high draft pick. It just it just seems so weird, like it shouldn't work. We've seen this fail, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Sure.
0: There's a couple other moves that the jets have made that are a little questionable. And there's one common denominator in that. I think they're doing Aaron Rodgers' bidding. You know, they brought Mm -hmm. over a Randall Cobb for some reason. He's like 107 years old. uh, Doesn't really have much left in the tank. They brought over an Alan Lazard when they had a guy, Elijah Moore, who was a good young wide receiver, better than Alan Lazard, in my opinion. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then they traded Elijah Moore to the Cleveland Browns for essentially peanuts there. So This Dalvin Cook signing and how much they ended up having to pay for him, it feels like it's kind of got Aaron Rodgers' fingerprints all over it. And I guess that's uh, part of the territory. That comes along with the territory when you sign – uh, a multiple time MVP quarterback who's at the end of his career and he agrees to play for you for a little bit less money than he was going to make. If he had stayed in green Bay, you you kind of let him call the shots a little bit here and there. And he gets to tell you how to spend the money that he just saved you. So um, we'll see how it all plays out. I wasn't when the news came across the phone yesterday, I wasn't like too bummed. About it, like especially considering that I, I really just didn't feel like the Dolphins were ever too serious about it. Same. I felt the drafting of Devon A. Chain was really kind of the final nail in the coffin for the Dalvin Cook dreams in Miami because Chris Greer does not invest in running backs that heavily, but he spent a third round pick when the Dolphins only had four picks to begin with on a running back that Mike McDaniel is apparently infatuated with. You, you saw the, the fist pump when the draft selection came through on the ticker there. Um, and then you saw Devon Heng got get a lot of good run. Uh, in the Dolphins preseason game there. So I feel like this the the drafting of A Chain uh, along coupled with the uh, new contracts for Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. and then not to mention Savon Ahmed and Miles Gask- Gaskin also being resigned. I feel like that was a pretty big indication that the Miami Dolphins weren't as high on Dalvin Cook as maybe Dalvin Cook was high on the Miami Dolphins, you know?
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Has the hindsight already started to kick in for you a little bit? It, it kind of seemed like it there where you're like, well, yeah, they signed a four-time Pro Bowler, but you look at this Dolphins team. And, and Devon chain just played 50% of snaps on Friday. Um, I don't think Friday's game should dictate how we feel about this uh, trade or signing at all. Um, I think Devon chain, what they're doing with him is really trying to just carve out that unique role where he's going to have set packages for 10, 15 plays a game. Um yeah. But I don't know if he's actually gonna be like a rotational running back, if that even makes sense. I think he might have his own like designated plays. So that's where a Sub on Ahmed and a Miles Gaskin might come in just for the maybe, maybe to bridge some starts with a Jeff Wilson or he most Mostert getting banged up a little bit.
0: Yeah, of course. And those guys are, they're veterans in this league. They have a veteran presence. They you know their awareness rating in Madden gonna be a little bit higher than Devon A chain there. Um so you do want them on the roster still. We'll see. A, they're obviously not going to keep five running backs. We'll see if maybe they can stash somebody on a practice squad. Um, we'll see how that all shakes out there. But, you know, Devon A. Chain is going to have a role on this team. Like you said, it'll, it'll probably be a smaller role to start. That'll probably grow as the season goes on. But this is probably also them not signing Dalvin Cook is probably an also, also an indication that they would like Devon A. Chain to be the guy going forward, not this season, but next season and beyond, because they they did invest a high draft pick in him, and maybe bringing Dalvin Cook in right now, they view that as a little bit of a progress stopper. It keeps A. Chain off the field, you know, maybe outside of special teams and two to three snaps per game. If you bring in a Dalvin Cook right now and you keep Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, you don't trade either of those guys. It would be pretty difficult to to find snaps for Devon A-Chain, if that were the case. So I think this is a move that, A, saves them some money, that they can roll over for some of these signings and re-signings that they have to do next year. And B, they looked at signing Dalvin Cook as a progress stopper for somebody like Devon A. Chain, who they're very clearly high on right now. So I completely understand why the Miami Dolphins didn't do this. I just wish he would have went like, back to Minnesota or, to or Dallas. Yeah. yeah, just just get him out of the AFC East because he's a good football player, and I don't want to watch him suit up in the, that Jets green against us twice this upcoming season.
1: No, and I totally get that. And it it's it's a little spooky, but I just I just feel like we've done this before. I feel like I'm walking down the 2013 Miami Dolphins path after selling Danella, Philip Wheeler, Mike Wallace, yada yada yada. Uh, that could be their Brandon Gibson, who knows. Um uh, but Derek, it's interesting because the Dolphins are, are tight on cash but I think they're in the top half of cap space left. So before we wrap up here, I'm just curious to get your thoughts. Is that money being rolled over? Is there another position you think the dolphins are going to go after? Cause everyone's up in arms thinking they're going to sign the right tackle.
0: Yeah. I just, man, it might be the smart thing to do to sign themselves another offensive lineman. Um, I think they've invested pretty heavily on the offensive line as of late, which is kind of weird to think about because we're still talking about how much this offensive line struggles, but they paid, uh, good money to Teron Armstead. They paid good money to Connor Williams. They invested a first round pick in Austin Jackson, a second round pick and more to trade up for Liam Eichenberg, a second round pick and Robert Hunt, like Chris Greer, you know, he's at, at least he's trying, you know, partial credit, I guess. Um, so I don't really think they're, they're looking to spend any more money on that offensive line, invest any more resources on that offensive line, a position, where I would like to see them do something is that interior defensive line. I've kind of been, been, you know, harping on that for the last couple of weeks here. And I do think that something gets done because I don't think that's a position where you need to have a guy come in and have a lot of reps there in practice to feel comfortable. You're just just a big boy. He could come in in reality. Absolutely. You're just a big boy in the middle. And I wouldn't be surprised if they signed somebody. I, I just keep coming back to Akeem Hicks. He, you know, he has, Uh, familiarity in the Vic Fangio scheme, in the Vic Fangio defense. I wouldn't be surprised to see him sign, you know, after the last preseason game is all said and done,
1: uh, you know, to get ready for Chargers week, week one. That is it. Delvin Cook is now a Jet. He is making $8.4 million this year. That has been our emergency podcast. We will be back tomorrow and we will have Houts with us as we go over some of the joint practice news about the Houston Texans battling with the Miami Dolphins. And who knows, maybe we'll even preview Saturday's game as well. But that's it. That's all the time we have. Until next time, fins up. Fins up.